All right, welcome to the IEG Thursday thing, the thing that we do every Thursday where we hang out on Thursday and talk about things. Um, last week was PRI. Uh, lots of stuff happened at PRI. Um, there was some interesting, large scope ramification stuff that went down with some tuning options. Um, we definitely want to talk about that right out of the gate. But today, it's very rare that I'm in the office and I, I get to hang out with people. And one of my favorite people to hang out with is Dylan. Dylan is going to be on the show today. And we're going to, I, I kind of want to talk to him because we got a really sweet championship trophy at PRI. I want to talk to him about this season kind of from his eyes. And I, I think it'll be uh, entertaining having to hear what it's like to deal with somebody like me um, from his point of view. And some of the the scarier stuff that we had go on, things that we had to deal with, the nightmares, like you know, Midwest Fest, all of that, getting me to vomit, it'll be great. But first thing we got to talk about is news because there was a massive, massive stuff that that happened that doesn't seem like that big of a deal and i'm very surprised has flown under the radar as hard as it has but link ecu um has been making some big moves um i personally don't run link we don't even sell link here but it's probably going to change here real soon i can tell you that um link now makes a plug-and-play ecu for the GT86. So this is the first gen BRZ. Now, why does this matter? Well, it is a very reasonably priced. They didn't give me a, a, an actual MSRP, but it's probably going to be right around two grand from what I'm hearing. But that'll control port injection, direct injection, all of it just plugs in. You don't have to um you don't have to get a wiring harness, anything crazy. It literally plugs into your stock wiring harness to switch over to a link um, and, and give you proper standalone functions. Why is this such a big deal? Well, now, for the first time ever, there is an ECU that can plug and play, and you can run direct injection and port injection without any craziness. It's this is something that didn't exist south of a MoTeC up until very recently. Mtron, I think, is also uh, messing around with this. Mtron is uh, a little more high-end ECU. It's really not for everybody. But if we're talking $2,000, that's the price of a Cobb and a Flex Fuel you know, kit. And that, that pops you. That's, that's killer. It's absolutely nuts. So... I had some more conversations with them, and I'm like, well, I mean, since it's power and direct injection, how far are you guys out from doing VAWRX stuff? So this is all your FA20s that don't have port injection. And the answer was very, very soon. This is huge. If you have the ability to be able to drop one of these in, we, this, this has even got huge implications for swapping vehicles. You want to do an FA20 or an FA24 swap to a GC or something, you're going to have the option to do that in a pretty reasonably priced ECU now. Um, I, I have a feeling this is going to be pretty massive for the future of FA tuning. I think Link could really take over as like the thing to go to um, for a tuning solution for a lot of people. 
a lot of people. Now understand, there are downsides to going to this, and it's your OBD2 port no longer works. If you've got to pass emissions, anything like that, if this car has to remain emissions compliant for whatever you are doing, I don't want to hear about it, but um, this won't work for you. This is not an option for you. But those of you who don't, those of you who are building race cars, things of that nature, um, this is this is going to be insane. This is going to change everything. So, um, doesn't seem like big news, but it is massive. It's massive for the community. So definitely, I wanted to make sure you guys heard that, heard it here first, because it is it's a very big deal. Um, it, it would be hard to do that uh, swap for, there's things. There's ways you can get around that. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. There's things I can and can't talk about. Stop trying to get me in trouble. Um, the, the chat's just doing all sorts of stuff right now. We can't. Um, so, um, the other thing that happened to Pure Items, well, they handed, handed us the big ass number one trophy for the season. You know how cool it was to walk around with that trophy? Yeah, I mean, it, it had to be pretty sweet. It was sick. I am so bummed you weren't there. Yeah, you know, things happen. But it was, I mean, you had a lot going on, oh, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's that time of year. There's just a lot of crazy things happening. Being able to walk around with this big-ass number one trophy, and people you don't even know, because you're walking around with a trophy that says number one, big-ass gold thing. People you don't know have nothing to do. They're looking over and going, pointing at you like, yeah, boy. Like, you have no idea who they are, but they're just like, that's a number one trophy. That guy won some shit. Like, he's doing some shit. Like, you ever want to get attention? Just go make yourself a number one trophy and walk around PRI. You can probably get whatever you want. That's it, true. That's it's true. It's true. Be shady, but it's very true. So, um, yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was actually, I was kind of bummed they did the trophy ceremony there instead of somewhere else. But the cool thing is it did give them time to get names on the trophies. Yeah. Which was honestly, that's pretty sweet to see your name on it. I've never, I don't think I've ever got a trophy with my name on it. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty sweet. That's awesome. So like they could put names on the trophies and they spent some time and actually made a nice trophy. I got second in the, the championship once, and they handed me a license plate. Like, it, it, everybody got the same gold license plate. It was the same one they sell for $10. That was really disheartening. You yeah. kill yourself for a whole season to get handed that. That was a bummer. And then the year before that, I think they handed out customized um, steering wheels to everybody. So I was, like, thinking, sweet, I'm going to get, like, a badass steering wheel or something to put on my wall. Gold license plate. Yeah. I was really hoping that it was some kind of cup. Yeah, so you could drink out of it? Yeah, I really wanted to drink out of it, but I, you know, we have 3D printers, and I can probably figure out a way to attach a cup to it. That's true. So, this phantom voice you're hearing next to me, this is Dylan. Dylan is basically the crew chief um, for the the time attack program. Dylan, um, when we're at the track, is basically my boss. Uh... <laughs> I mean that's an intro- interesting way to put it. I, I'm I'm gonna listen to whatever the hell you say. Yeah, you actually have the final say in pretty much everything. What I'm doing is one thing, but you're the one who's kind of making the decisions. Yeah, which is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. This is your first year doing race things, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, not, it's not your first year working on cars. No, it's not no, your no. first year like 
racing with other things, but like this is your first like racing campaign. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be my first year, uh, really kind of in the saddle of uh, of going out on a whole season. Or what we really had was kind of a half season. We showed up at uh, well, I showed up at Midwest Fest with you, uh, and even that was I showed up the second day. Yeah, and, and bad things already happened. So and- let's let's talk about you getting to that point. So. I went to the first event. Rev up. Rev up. Yep. And this was on the old turbo kit. New engine. Old arrow. Yep. New engine that was doing some kind of funny stuff. Old tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and suspension that had just recently been rebuilt by my favorite suspension company. But unfortunately, we you have struts all the way around on, a, on an older Subaru. It's very easy to get these spring rates mixed up, and yep. we had the wrong spring rates in the rear versus the front, so my springs were reversed. The car was terrible. And so without Dylan, I did manage to go out there and get second, but that was also through two engine fires, um, melting a tie rod down, um, like melting the inner tie rod right out of the car. Uh, and then there was, it was bad. So that was Gingerman 1. Then there was a couple weeks in between gin- Midwest Fest, which was Gingerman 2. Correct. And then you couldn't make it the first day because you're you're coming all the way from Maryland, but you got there for the second day. So we, initially, it really wasn't a, a major plan for us to come up and support you. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of, you know, Ian and I had tossed around the idea of going to Midwest Fest because we hadn't been before. Uh, and you were there, so um, we wanted to come hang out and, and party. Yeah. And... Uh, and so that's how I sold it to him. I'm just like, hey guys, it should be real chill. Come on out, party, see what grid life's about. You have a great time. And he's like, yeah, bro, that sounds great. So me and Ian, <laughs> me and Ian, or Ian and I didn't leave the area until, uh, let's see, like five o'clock on Friday. So your day of racing had already been done. Yeah. And we drove through the night. Now, I, now I need to preface this. My day of racing wasn't done. My day of work had just started. started. I sent him a picture. Of a pinhole. Of a pinhole. In the radiator. Right, in the like, radiator. Like a small one. And I was like, oh, easy enough. Like, a little, yeah. bit, a little pinch it off, a little bit of JVL, no big deal. Like, we'll continue with our day. Uh, go ahead and fix the other stuff. Uh, and then we were, like, halfway there. And he, you texted me and said... Don't even bother coming now. And it followed with a picture and the hole had progressed to not its final form, but much larger than a I'd like to call it a shotgun wound. The final form, sure. Yeah, okay. So this was so more like, like a rifle wound. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was an in-between. You had a, what it looked like is you had attempt to fix it with uh, either soldering wire in a torch or TIG wire in a torch. What we tried to do was what was referred to as brazing. Yeah. We were going to try to braze the whole... This was dumb. This was... Now, I want you to understand what I am telling you to do. Do not do this. Ever. Um, But the idea was to braze the whole shut. And it, it, like... It didn't grab onto it. So it just made a puddle of shit that melted right through it. Correct. So we had this, like, rock-hard puddle of aluminum that we then had to cut out. 
And that's where the rifle wound came from. <laughs> yeah. So I just saw the puddle. And I said, well, we're still on our way. We'll make the best of it. And Ian and I got to Gingerman at like 3.30 in the morning. Yes. And the security, obviously, we were both sleeping in your camper. And uh, we were very tired. Ian had been up for like 30-something hours at this point. Uh, we're both super tired. And we, well, the security guy wouldn't let us in. Yeah. And so anybody would, who knows anything about grid life knows that the security can be at least grid life Midwest security can be kind of tight. And this year they actually hired a third party security company correct. to make sure nobody got in except yeah. him. <laughs> so I was like, Hey man, like, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm just going to go park my car in the grass right over there and sleep. And they threatened to call the cops on us. And so I just, we just, turn the headlights off and drove through the field. Yep. <laughs> and we made it in and it was like, we obviously we had to find you. I didn't want to wake you. Uh, and so by the time we found you, it was like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I hadn't seen the final form of the radiator yet. And yeah. while you were sleeping, I just walked in the trailer and the radiator was on, uh, two, uh, sawhorses basically. Yep. And I saw what, had transpired to be a shotgun wound to your radiator. Uh, and what I mean by this is I could almost fit four of my fingers through the radiator. People don't understand how bad that radiator was. No, it was horrible. And then the before you go, well, why didn't you just go get some, like, AutoZone radiator or something to throw in it? I can't because that radiator was a particular size yes. to fit in a particular spot. And it, the hose, the hoses you have aren't even OEM. No, yeah, uh, it's all AN. Yeah. So yeah. it really what happened was. So we'll get back on the story. Yeah. Uh, I got about an hour of sleep that morning. Uh, I went and set up a hammock in the woods and got about an hour of sleep, and uh, came back over about seven thirty. And your plan was to put a different radiator in it, but it wasn't going to fit. So Court had addressed the tie rod and kind of stuff like that, and we basically Court's a boss man. Oh man, yeah. Yep. We basically uh, we tagged him out. He was exhausted. You know, we tapped him out and let him do his thing. And I honestly don't know where I got the idea to just try to JB weld the whole thing, uh, but I decided that I was going to clean it up with some sandpaper. And uh, we got an e-gun, and I managed to get this hole, and I mean hole, uh, sealed up. And we made it just in time for the last round of qualifying. Uh, which, you had also rebuilt your splitter? Or, I, I don't know why there wasn't front splitter rods. The, the sp so what happened, what, what happened was, <laughs> just I, just built, I just built the splitter. And it honestly was... For a plywood splitter was a work of art. And it was working flawlessly. Mm. When I had that car on the track, I don't think I'd ever been happier with that car up until that point, ever. Um, we made a lot of changes between Gingerman 1 and 2. Yes. We went to completely different spring rate, rebuilt the splitter, changed a bunch of shit on the... Uh, you, you forget the uppipe was leaking too. Mm -hmm. So the uppipe was a disaster. The up pipe, um, 
I kept having this uh, uphide gasket would fail, and that's a, what was it, catching it stuff was, on fire. It was a V-band, so the V-band would fail because it... Well, before that, it wasn't a V-band. Right. Before, but, and that's, this was the attempted fix. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it, was, it was a twin scroll setup with two V-bands, and what was happening was... Uh, between age and there was a lot of come to find out there's a lot of back pressure in the yeah. exhaust system, uh, and that was the big reason why we changed turbos and changed you know the the whole turbo kit was the amount of back pressure and so uh, it was actually breaking the clamp via heat and expansion yes and and just blowing over and actually just creating your I mean your exhaust was just blowing fire everywhere yeah so that's what was melting out the inner tie rod end and all sorts yeah. of stuff so. Again, we went out for that qualifying. Uh, it was the last qualifying to get into podium sprint. Well, you hold on. You were asking, why wasn't there a splitter on the car? No, splitter rods. On Again, I'm going to just throw this out there. We made this brand new gorgeous splitter with really thick plywood. Yeah. And we thought it was going to be fine because I even stood on it. But it, it literally broke the front. So, yeah, exactly. So it was doing so, exactly what they're showing, the Hungry Hippo thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it was going... As I'm flying on the straightaway, I didn't even realize. No, you had no idea. I Well, I, I figured it out after it started really getting hard. Yeah. And then we had so to add splitter on. Your, your qualifying lap was with the splitter literally just go get smacked. It, 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 yeah. it wasn't doing anything, and I'm surprised it didn't snap. I'm blown away it didn't. Uh, so we got back in. We qualified middle of the pack? Something like that. And we ran a 134. We needed a 136.0 to get in. Yeah. Uh, so we were like middle of the pack or something. And so we got the car back. We had about an hour to get things squared away. The radiator was just barely weeping a little bit. And this was our shot to go back. I mean, we were in podium sprint. And again, here I am like, you know. You, bar you hardly know me. And you're just like, what the hell? is happening. There were other teams there giving you the, well, good luck with Hurricane Dewey over there. Because yeah. that's oh, what yeah. it usually looks like in our pits. Yeah, and it, it was. It was bad. And so uh, we, we yanked the radiator back out. We fixed the front splitter. It was a whole team effort. I mean, it was it was me, Ian, you, Court. Uh, I think Bailey was involved Bailey with it. Involved. We had a few guys around there helping out. Oh, yeah. I think the, the Abbott guys were over there the helping. The Abbott guys were yeah. helping. And it was like this huge team effort to get your car back on track for yeah. podium sprint. Uh, and I, I almost don't even remember. Oh, you were sitting in grid getting ready to go out. And it was like T minus 30 seconds before you left. Yeah. And I just looked at you. I said, well, hell, at this point, go have fun. Yep. And, um, and you managed to pull off the win there. So that was... That was pretty exciting, and we still had, once you came in, we had a smoking time, but we still had two competitors. Yeah, the two fastest guys. Still had to go. Well, people, a lot of people don't realize, Mike Omic actually ran the fastest time that week. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. the our advantage came from, it was getting really hot. It was hot as and hell. It was, the drifters had been going at it all so day. The, the track was crap, and I gotta be real, I'm used to driving a piece of shit. Yeah. So, like, the car went from feeling amazing, and I don't know how to extract the time out of it, to the car feeling like a bag of shit because the track is in the toilet, to something I was more comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, I, you came around, like, turn two, just completely... Yeah, like, just hair on fire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that was, uh, we sat there and waited to see uh, if anyone went faster than us, and, and I didn't really, well, I wasn't expecting us to win. Oh, I wasn't here. And that, that was the weekend I had to do the shoey because I had told you before I had 
No, I told you the morning when I was looking at your radiator, yeah. you were finally awake. And I'm like, dude, if you manage to pull this off, like I will drink a beer out of your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I had to own up to that. And uh, yeah, that was that was a great first experience between us. And um, that kicked off the season. Well, it, it really in all did. reality, that's where this all started. Because at that point, we're like, well, holy shit, we could get this thing fixed and really do something. Um, I, give me a quick sec. I'll read that. Um, yeah. So either way, um, yeah, Mike's trans did die. They put another trans in there and don't get me wrong. I'm sure that didn't help Mike's situation. Okay. Cause he was on something different gearing and I don't know. I'm just Mike. If people don't realize Mike at, in the end of the weekend actually had a faster time than I did. It's just, I ran the fastest time in podium sprint. Yeah. Um, so then. So that, I mean, that, again, that really kicked off everything. Uh, we, you got to talk about the East Coast Tour. So we brought, this was your idea. We, we brought the car back to IAG in Maryland. And, uh, and now we're looking at something that was a hypothetical. It was, you know, I don't really understand why I thought after just winning one race that we could just go continue to win races. Because I told you we could do it. Yeah. So no, wait, I'm telling you, Dylan's about, Dylan believed in the cause earlier. At least he bought into, I sold it to him hard. I'm like, dude, I think we can do this. So we got the car back to IEG. Uh... We got to talk about something real fast. Okay. So while I was at Midwest Fest, we had to make a decision. It's either we're, we had um, BroFab Bronson. He's like, look, I can weld that your uppipe shut, but it's coming off of the sawzall. Mm. And so we had to make the decision: is this the end of this header? I called up ETS, and I've been working with ETS for years. And ETS said, yes, we'd be willing to help you make a, a header that would clear your dry sump. And that's yep. the reason I stuck with that. Because of them, we were able to weld that shut and have a have yeah, a header I, that functions. Yeah, and. It, and on I don't. The, I just want to make sure that they're like, yeah, because on, man, on if, the car ride up for me when yeah. we were going up there, you kept telling me all these issues, and we'd known about the issues from Reva. Yeah, and so I said, dude, you you got to call ETS or something. Like, we, we need a, a different header. Uh, we honestly, we need to look at back pressure. We need we need to figure out some things, and um, I, and so that's where that stems. I straight up called them up hat in hand, but how fast they got that turbo kit turned around between right after midwest and they got it to us yeah. before jersey yes yeah it was it was it was a time crunch uh we sent them a, a dry sump pump to mock yep. and uh and it it made things quite interesting the header sat so much lower yes uh so the splitter i actually had to cut a hole in the splitter and this is the permanent design of there's a hole in the splitter with aluminum plate on the bottom so the clearance of the the thickness of the aluminite which isn't much yeah is enough to clear the header and and obviously wrapping it and everything it's uh, so close oh it's super close it's so close um so we got the car back from midwest fest back to maryland and i came up with this idea that i pitched to dewey i said listen we this is what we need to do we need to we need to not tell anybody but yeah. we need to show up to new jersey uh and just and just run on the new turbo setup and see if we can pull off a win we didn't know who was going to be there how many people were going to be there uh and i actually i asked you i said i gave you options i said what tracks are you most comfortable at like yeah. what, 
if you had to win the next four events, what tracks would you want to do it at? And New Jersey popped up and I was like, all right, well, that's the next one. Let's shoot for that. Go there, do our thing uh, and see if we can at least pull off a podium or something. And we weren't even like the, the championship at that point in time was a, a glimmer of hope. We were also looking at that as a shakedown for the new turbo. Cause we got the new Garrett got us at G35, 1050. And we had a lot of new stuff, a lot of different approaches to things. Right. So New Jersey was supposed to be the shakedown for mid, uh, mid Ohio. Yeah. And so we showed up last minute uh, to New Jersey, got there, got set up. And that was a poor mid course. I, I I swear to God, we showed up there because Nick, I think, thought he was going to... He was trying to pull the same thing. Oh, yeah. Totally yeah, yeah. trying to pull the same thing because that, that that event has only been around two years and it mm. didn't have a lot of people at it last year. Yeah. And this year actually had less. So it was a, it was a pretty light event. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when I, I came up and tapped Nick on the shoulder and he turned around, you swear to God, he saw death. Yeah, and he, he, that was it. He kept us honest as shit. He did. That was a very interesting weekend. Uh, off the trailer, we went fast. Um, and so off the trailer, you know, we, we shook everything down again when we got back from the first run. We learned a lot about how our team needs to operate that weekend. Yes. We, yeah. we almost, we almost screwed ourselves on multiple occasions. Correct. Um, and so... We went out, went fast, and I, I looked at Dewey on the second session, and no one was close to us, and it was kind of getting warm out. And I was like, well, that's probably going to be the day anyone anyway going faster than us, and this is the first day. Yeah. And um, and so I looked at it, and I said, well, go play. You know, I said, where, where can you find time? He said, well, turn three has been giving me struggle. I said, well, go play around turn three. Let's see what we can do. And yeah. Take it easy on the car. And that's where the photo of you, yeah. all four in the air. That's when that's from. when Clibbins happened. Yeah, uh, and I went mowed a lawn hardcore. Luckily, the splitters are like nothing broke. I can't, I, dude. How fast and hard I went off! I cannot believe we didn't break anything. I'm like still shocked. We nothing mowed broke. the shit out we, of that lawn. We took. I think I took the front bumper back off. Uh, like we went over the car. Like we went completely over the car because that was the other thing at Midwest Fest is like. Ian, Ian got the good idea to just start touching suspension parts while I was, you know, screwing with the radiator. And, and everything and, was a disaster. Oh, yeah, everything was a disaster. So, uh, you know, I had just aligned the car here before the event. So we started we started checking everything after you went airborne, and we didn't find a single thing broken. And so we got the leaf blower out, cleaned all the clippings off, yeah. uh, you know, kind of got the car ready again and went out and tried some other things. At the end of the day, we walked the track. And so the next morning came around. But we skipped it. We skipped the session. Yeah, we went to Remember? lunch. Remember? We went to lunch. Which we skipped never, a session. and I don't, never do. I, I never do that. And I we skipped a session. And in my brain, I'm like, I fucked that corner up. I'm not ever going to figure this out. Yeah. So we went to lunch. And uh, Foster was there with his car. And Foster called me. We were, we were in the middle of eating. Foster said, I went off track. I, I wrecked my car. And so we immediately got our tabs and, and boogied back over the track. And, uh, and I mean, he, he caught the tire wall a little bit, but I think he, I think he needed that a little bit. Uh, I think he became a better driver after oh, he was, I, he, I, yeah. now he's not worried about bumping the wall. And no. we, we, yeah. yeah, we went to town with some hammers and got his shit together. And Oh yeah. Yeah. We started bending shit back and that's place. That's when Foster got in the pocket. It is. I mean, that was, he got in the pocket and I looked at him. I said, well, how bad do you want to race? Yeah. You know? And so we, we got the hammers and the pry bars out and fixed some things and, and got him back, you know, okay. And, and a lot of tape. And, uh, he, he went out the next, 
the next day and had a great time. Then, so the next he morning, went faster, like very oh, next yeah, session he, went faster. Oh, yeah. I was super impressed with him. Um, Not an easy thing to get over. Don't worry about that. You keep talking. <laughs> so uh, the next morning we went out. Not our plan was to go very fast in the morning. Yeah, because it, it was the only cool. Like it was gonna get hot. It got hot. It was that day. hot, hot, hot. It was hot the day before, but it we so we it knew was it was come hotter. Yeah, it hot fast. So the first session we went, we went, we ran a one twenty four six. Jeez, you remember times better than I. Oh, oh man, I, I, I'm five. Yeah, I can, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we ran a one twenty four six, and uh, all the drivers got pulled in at ten a.m. because uh, everyone kept going off. Everybody was going there was off. Two accidents. And yeah. So we had a safety meeting, and um, and we were. I think we were a little cocky. Um, cause we were like, well, no one's coming close to us. And so we thought like pretty much everyone was done towards that. Like the, there's two sections left of the day. And they were even saying like, I think we're going to pack up and head home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. were playing the game. Well, dude. we showed up unannounced. So we did, yeah. but they were playing hard. I did. It was half the fun, you know? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. And so, uh, Nick, we, we caught Nick getting ready to go out and we're like, wait, I think he had said something about turning in his transponder too. Yes. And so uh, we we're like, wait, is he going out? And he was probably the closest to us. And I was like, oh, man, he is. And so I was like, well, let's get the car lined up. I want to like, I'll, let's not sit in in uh, in grid. We went, We didn't want to go out to grid. So we went sat out in the dirt kind of near it. Yeah. And just like, and I, we'll see if they beat the time or not. And if they do, we'll go out. We'll just be prepared to go. But nobody's going to get near that time. So like, what if I'm, I'm like, why? That's a stupid. I have no intentions of going out. And Dylan's like, well, if I start screaming, go, 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 you need to dive in that car and whole ass. So I'm, I'm like, whatever. I nothing's happening. I'm standing at the top <laughs> of the tower and uh and I'm watching. I'm I at the top of the tower, you can almost just see about the whole entire track. Yeah. And I'm watching Nick, and he's I mean, he's he's moving and he's at the front of the pack. And, I, and the only way I could judge it was how far ahead he was gaining in from the guy behind him. Yes. And I was like, oh man, he's moving fast. Yeah. And uh, I'm holding my phone looking for the time he comes across the front straight, and it was a tenth faster than us. Nick Nick gained like two seconds. It was more than two seconds. It was his fastest. Massive. Time. So he he one, he drove the shit out of that yeah. lap. And two, it's he hot. definitely it's, turned it out. It was like 94 degrees. It was up. fucking hot. It was so hot. And so I just started yelling from the top of the tower to send. I'm not even in the car. I don't have a helmet on or not. Like, go, go, go. And I'm like, is he saying go? There's no way. I had enough time to run down the tower where you still hadn't gone out yet. Yeah. And I was like, you need to just go. And you're like, how much faster did he go? I said, faster than you, just get in your car and, and up and go. Yeah. And so we did. And I'm walking back over the tent to get the fans. We, we have fans set up to blow in the front of the car to cool down temps when you come in. Yeah. And so I was like, I need to go with those set up. Like my brain's just going like post race. Like we're going to have to go back out. We're still on low boost. Yeah. Like I'm like, we're, we're, we're going to have to go over the car. Like it's now a battle. Cause I didn't think honestly we would beat him. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to have, we, we hit that time first thing Saturday morning yeah. and it was cool. And now yep. it's 90, 92, 94 degrees. And so, uh, Nick came in, and on my way walking over, Nick asked me if he went out. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's out. And he's like, all right. And they pulled in their print. And, and I got to give it to him. Like, that That was that was a banging laugh. Yeah. It well, was it, Nick and, Nick gets a lot of credit. The thing's front-wheel drive. He's in a, just a big turbo Civic. Oh, I know. And heat. Oh. 
screws him leaving corners. Yep. So um, you come across a tenth faster than him. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I was like, I was a, a, like, I was emotional. I was like, holy, you know, like. Dude, they, they were going nuts because they thought they beat us. Well, they did. And then it was like we pulled their souls out of their butt. <laughs> and so we came back to the pit, and I was like, we we just, and we learned, like, we learned a lot that weekend. Yeah. We got the car back off the ground, started shaking everything down, started looking over everything, rotated tires. I think I got you to get logs to Graham. So that we can see if we can turn it up. Like I wanted to turn it up. I was like, I just need a, a scotch more. Yep. We're cooling down temps. We're getting ready to go. I'm like telling you, like, hey, stay in the mindset. Just yep. you know, go over where you drove. We got to go back out. We got to go back out. And uh, and then so we were ready to go back out. And we walked over and talked to Nick. And Nick was putting his car on the trailer. And he was like, No, we're we're actually no, done. we're actually done now. And I leave him. I was like, No. Man. I was, I was waiting. Like, I'm like, like where's, where's, I was like, Where's the strap? Like, yeah. Where's the strap? Where's the transponder? Car? Like yeah. we. Because we were we were ready to go, like, yep. and we we did actually put the boost into it at that point. Oh yeah, we were we were gonna go for broke there. So uh, he they didn't go back out, and there was no reason for us to go back out. And so uh, we ended up snagging the win there. Not only did we win it, we won overall. Yeah, that's when we met Jeremy Louder too. Yep, yep. yep. Who is yeah. who is kind of salty about that, and ended up being like our best track buddy. Oh yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But what a so, great guy. So that brings us over to, uh, you know, we get the car back to IEG. Uh, and these three events were in a matter of like six weeks. Yeah, it was like bam, 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 bam. And so we, it was, it was NJMP, and then I had two weeks to go over and make improvements to the car. And, you know, and just, I, I have a set list of things I wanted to get done every, yeah. in between every race and improvements and issues that we found in the car. And then, um, and then it was off to mid-Ohio. And Which so, was, we knew was going to be a war. Yeah. Mid, like, everybody was gunning for Mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio was a war. Uh, we get to Mid-Ohio, and I I didn't really know what to expect. I'd never been to Mid-Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so, now, with two wins under our belt, I had, this is where the pirate stuff started. Because um, this is, you know, I, I said, you know, if we win Mid-Ohio, you know what happens, right? And... Basically, you know, looking at points, it was we were going to tie up for the, the championship. championship. Yeah. And so I was like, man, like if we can pull off the win. And so that's where I sent you the meme of the I'm the captain now. Yeah. And so we we like. He sent that over and I'm like, oh, we're, pirates. we're pirates. And like, and that's where it, it that's the, it, literally the, people have tried to go like five degrees down to figure out this pirate meme. It was literally that stupid. Yeah, it was so stupid. It's so and you know what? It's better because it's stupid. Yeah. So we we bought like I bought a pirate flag. Yeah. Uh, we had we had um we had a couple of pirate hats and shit. Yeah. Like and we had some small pirates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we were just we were. But on, the pirate flag was the big one. The pirate flag was big. Yeah. And so uh, we got to Mid Ohio, got the car unloaded the night before, and and uh, believe it or not, like I I can't sleep the first night we get there. I have a hard time. I'll go walk the track at one in the morning. Like I'm not even driving the car just to understand how the car's going to function, the stress point. When did like, you figure out I had to puke? Oh God, it wasn't. Mid- I it had to have been Mid Ohio. Um, it. I figured out you had to puke at Mid Ohio. Yeah, but it <laughs> didn't really affect us there. Yeah, that's true. Um. So. 
you had thrown up. That was the thing was you had thrown up, and I was like, oh, that's when I realized that. I don't know if you threw up at yeah, you threw up at NJMP. So I guess I figured it out there, but I didn't really connect the two. Yeah, uh, and that's also a funny story. But so we went out at Mid Ohio and and on the same boost, we hadn't turned it up yet. No. Uh, that was still on the the before we refreshed it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that event was what caused it. Yeah. Um. And so, well, I wouldn't say it caused it. I think I think rev up and and gingerman is is what caused it. Yeah. I it think. Just, yeah. I think the so with with that said, since it rev up and it, the first two gingerman events running on that old turbo, it was just so much back pressure. It was so much back pressure. We think we had already actually hurt the engine. No, I know we did. So yeah. the engine was not in great shape. And we did two events, including Mid-Ohio, on essentially a hurt engine. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how hurt that engine really was. So we went out off the trailer and set a record. Yeah, we, we immediately went under a 30. And, and so we just we took the attitude from the end of NJMP and just kept going with it. And, and it was just me and you. Uh, Ian wasn't with us yet. Yeah, and Ian so the next day. We, both practice rounds, we went faster you know, one after the other, and we would fix a couple of issues, but the biggest thing was uh, it was spraying oil at the catch can on the, at the top of fifth on the back straight. Yeah, which is a lot of pressure. Right. A lot's going sure. on. We are banging down the street. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so um, we go to go out for the first round of qualifying, and, and there's, this, a, this there's, is a karma. Of, there's a lot of strategy that, that goes on between Dewey and I, and so I was like, well, if we go out, you know, tonight and it's not a fast time, we have tomorrow morning first thing and then we'll, we'll just prep for podium sprint. Yeah. And, um, and so we went out and we were, we were feeling pretty good. Everything was great. He went out on his outlap, came around, hauling ass. I'm like, oh man, we're going to, hopefully we qualify number one. Yeah. Uh, and went around turn one and we didn't have comms yet at the time. Yes. Or at that race. And, uh. I waited, and then the car that was behind you was came like did a lap, and I was like, "Where's Dewey?" And it was like, like I had no, like I didn't know what was going on. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I'm sweating because I, I don't know if the engine blew. I don't know like if you crashed. Like I, I, I like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but so you get towed back in, and there's just no power, like like no it, it, electrical. Power. So basically, I go through turn one, and I'm like, eh, eh, and the car just goes. Eh. And turns off. Like, straight up, just turns off. Um, didn't know what it was at the time. We were freaking the hell out. So. So it got, it got towed in. And uh, and long story short, not basically the power wire, which wasn't secured to anything, <laughs> uh, had, well, let me back up. The trunk fell out, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and the power wire had slipped under the aluminum trunk plate thing and chafed. And, and one of the self-tapping screws just kept hitting it. Yeah, and it chafed. Obviously, it, it grounded it out, and it fried the anti-gravity battery. Uh, so, Ian, once we figure out the, the issue, Ian had drove through the night again to mid-Ohio. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, I don't even think he was going to come. No, he wasn't. And then, like, we told him what was up, and he's like, fuck it, and grabbed the battery, hopped in his car, and drove straight to mid-Ohio. Yeah, Jackie even came out. So Jackie is is one of the uh, one of the girls that work here in the office. Yes. She even drove out. She was just coming to check out the event. 
Uh, and she brought me some of my electrical tools. So I was like, well, we're probably not making first or second qualifying round first thing in the morning. Yeah. And we didn't know. And so Ian and, and her, they showed up. Well, Ian showed up in the middle of the night and I figured out borrowing tools, what the issue was. And uh, I think I started the car at like 10 p.m. Yeah, you started up on the big backup battery just yeah. to fire it up. Yeah, just so sure. everybody everybody could hear it. Well, I There were some people like really happy, but yeah. I'm not trying to like, poke fun to anybody but you could see there was actually some relief in some people thinking that maybe we were out yeah and when that started up that night there was some very disappointed individual <laughs> so the next morning the new battery and got the warmed up and uh we're like all right well we need to go out and qualify so we go out and qualify for second round yep and i did we we qualified first yeah we yeah we were, we were the number one but we were, we were we were still pushing along we were pushing oil bad. Yeah. It actually, it had, it had cracked the, uh, the windshield, the bottom corner of the windshield. And so, uh, I, they were giving out five gallon buckets at Valvoline. Uh, and, and this transpired to us going over and telling the Valvoline girls, thanks for the bucket, like 20 times that weekend. Yeah. Um, what I did was I put rags, like I duct taped rags hanging inside the bucket and made a lid with a vent. And I ran a hose from the catch can through the car and ratchet strapped the bucket to the cage in the back. And um, that became the catch can. That we used a five gallon bucket as a catch can. What was crazy is it didn't fill up the catch can. And I, the only reason why I think it didn't was it just had more volume to breathe. Yeah. But the, the engine was hurt. And so we didn't need to go out for round three of qualifying. And a lot of people were like, why the why are you going out? We had to to test the, the bucket. bucket. And so all I, had to, all I had told Dewey was like, hey, the only thing you need to do is go out on the back straight, do a pull on the back straight, go through the back straight, make sure, like, let's make sure this thing's good. And so that's all we did was you went out and, and tested I just the went out there. I was out there to run a fairly fast lap just to make sure the bucket wasn't going to be a problem. Faster I did. Like, we reset the lap, the record again. <laughs> yeah. This is why everybody's like, every time you go out, you keep resetting the record. Yeah. And so uh, we went out for podium sprint. And again, we didn't have comms. So we were the last to go out being the number one qualifier. Uh, and we had developed, me and you had talked. I mean, we were, we were starting to get in the swing of things of, of what to do. How to work with each other. Yeah. At this point, this is when we really started working like a team. Right. Yeah. And so uh, we came up with this idea that, I would stand at the start finish line and uh, and let you know if anyone ran faster than one twenty nine flat. Yep. And so uh, if they were, didn't, you're gonna throw me the axe. Yeah. Basically, and to just like you don't have you, to run. You could see your time. Yes, I and, knew what I ran, right. but I need to know if they ran faster to know if I had to risk it a second lap. Yes. Yeah. So your first lap, you came around, and I all I knew was was Mike's time was yeah. the closest, and I think he ran like a one twenty nine seven. Yeah. And so I had walked out and gave you the X. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea what you ran yet. Yep. I had no idea. And uh, and you went around on, on, you know, turn one and out of my sight. And I looked down and I think you ran, oh, gosh, it was like a 126 something. Like a it, was low, a, it was a low 27. Yeah. And w what bugs me to this day is it would have been 26s. Yeah. It was like, I know my, it, uh, again, quoting my other well, favorite we, podcast, the Lizard Brain podcast, my Lizard Brain, everybody else was going nuts. They're like, oh my God, that time is fucking ridiculous. Like, 
you, that must have been the most perfect lap. And my lizard brain's going, that was a 26. Yeah. But And now, so everybody knows, we turned it up a little bit there. Okay? Oh, absolutely. And how, how the reason, it, it, I, we immediately knew we turned it up because I was bouncing off red line going into the end of the straight. I actually topped out Correct. fifth. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. And then so we got, we got the car back to the pit to cool down and, and kind of going through our cycle. And what, was, what we had developed, we had already won, and, and we still do this, and I, I don't think I would ever not do this, is uh, we go over the car even after we won the race. Mm-hmm. So we got the car up in the air, slid under it, see where it was, and, and Ian and I both heard a noise, and, and so I had scheduled an engine refresh in between yeah. Mid-Ohio and Lime Rock. And, and so the travel time to back to IEG and then up to Lime Rock, I think we had, we had five days to get the engine out. Yeah, so everybody's like, because we, we told everybody, like, this engine's got to come out. We didn't say we weren't going to Lime Rock. We just said the engine has to come out. Yeah. And, and like, so everybody assumed we weren't going to Lime Rock. <laughs> and uh, for a minute, I didn't think we were going to make it. Yeah. Uh, we had full intentions to go to Lime Rock, but obviously with the engine change. So I think Monday morning I got the engine out and to the engine department and those guys so rock. You're you're home. skipping huge things. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so first off, there was a lot of hugging. It was great. Oh yeah, and yeah. and then we went and hit a pirate flag. We did. That's <laughs> that's when that started. Yes. Um, we left the pirate flag. I mean, we we rolled around in a golf cart all night. I think that was the first time where I was like, "That was serious pirate." Action. Yeah, we could do whatever we want. We won. Yeah, you know, and and, and <laughs> within reason. I mean, yeah, we, still, we went pretty hard. I don't think you know, and the realistic is we tied up the. I don't. We tied up the championship that race. Yeah, and uh, and so we were actually. I mean, we celebrated a little bit at New Jersey, but we we kind of really. I would say we let loose more than any other event. Yeah, at at Mid Ohio, we went pretty hard, and it was it was a long. I mean, that was a hard race. Yeah, we we went out and broke the record every single time. To me, that felt like that was that was that was that was the everything was kind of building towards that. Correct. You know what I mean? So it was like this huge thing for us to get that. That was huge for me. Mid Ohio was massive, especially after what happened to me at Mid Ohio the year before. Correct. And then to go out there and break that record, that happened to me. Yeah. So after partying, I mean, we get we get the car in, and it was a long weekend of work. I mean, I I didn't stop all weekend. I I was averaging like four hours of sleep if I was yeah. lucky. Um, and it was just, I mean, I was just anxious. I would I'd go walk the the track, or I wouldn't walk the track, but I would go around check out corners, see how the track looked out when they were drying it the second morning. Yep. Like, like yeah, I, there was a lot of things, and uh, and I came back and I asked you the next morning, I see you throw up or whatever, and so. Um, like I said, we, we got the car back, got the engine out, engine department rock and rolled, uh, you know, refreshed the head. They killed it. Oh, man. And, and it, it was a super short period of time they turned that around. And not only that, but I had I had the engine back in by the following Monday morning. We had to get it back on the dyno, retune. Um, we had to do a bunch of break-in. Oh, yeah. I drove, I drove the car. I know. I was with you. Yeah. I, drove, I was following you. Yeah. We went to Sheets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, well, I mean, that's the ice cream thing. Uh-huh. So I, I drove it, broke the engine, and drove it up the sheets. Like I think I put fifty miles on it. Yeah, we put and, a decent. It was it was back and forth a few times. Oh yeah, and so um, 
realistically, I think we probably got over a hundred on it. Probably. Yeah. And so we, man, we packed the trailer that night because you stayed with me from mid Ohio to you, like you stayed yeah. at my house from mid Ohio. It was only like a week. Lime Rock. Yeah. Well, it was two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I remember staying though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we got the car up to Lime Rock and we were excited because I don't think anyone really understood that we were going to Lime Rock. No. And, uh, we were, we were just trying to be funny. We, we got called some names. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot more pirate stuff with us this time. We had a lot of pirate <laughs> stuff. I think I bought like four or five flags. Dude, we had hats, swords, eye patches. We were handing shit out to kids. Yeah. I think it was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were waving out the window and stuff, oh, yeah. getting in line to get in that Oh night. my God, that was funny. Uh, my friends actually showed up to, from Maine, the, my, my two good friends, Andrew and, um, which are awesome, awesome cats. Oh man, they're great guys. Yep. The, the, Andrew and Chris showed up, and uh, I mean, they cooked us food. Oh, we, they, where can we help? I said, I'll let you know. And they're like, No, we want to help. I said, Honestly, just feed us because we forget to eat. Yeah. At NJMP, the only thing we ate besides that lunch was corn dogs. At Mid Ohio, I don't remember eating. That was, I tell you what, that was the best breakfast I've ever had, and I got to taste it twice. Yeah, you threw it up. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a, do, a good day because you threw up. I was like, all right, cool, he threw up. Like, we're good to go. <laughs> um, and, I mean, that's a thing. That is the thing. Because, uh, you know, and I'll get to it, but we got to Heartland, and the first morning at Heartland, we did not have a good time, and you didn't throw up. Yep. And I texted Fred. I said, ah, dude, we didn't throw up today. We're not having a good one. <laughs> Uh, and and so, bad shit happened. Yeah, and so that's a thing. Um, so Lime Rock in, in a short span was, was, I mean, we were catching air up the hill. So the car was getting shooken down at every run. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was really stressful. Worried about because apples. It was stressful because if, if we could win Lime Rock, we would essentially take the lead in the in the championship we take the lead and we make it very hard not impossible but very hard, hard for anybody, anybody to else. beat us yeah so we were we were really gunning and the next thing you know james houghton fucking psycho a, I, I didn't even know i knew he was running other cars i didn't even know he was in our class yeah he was, so so, he was in our class running something else and he's starting to get this thing dialed in and so at this point we we have comms we're we're working as a team uh we we had like a like things were starting to flow a lot better and um and the next thing you know it's like it wasn't a it wasn't a podium sprint weekend it was just a club weekend it was supposed to be a podium sprint weekend but they couldn't do it yeah because so it ended up turning into a club weekend, weekend the way it ran yeah and so uh next thing you know James goes a tenth faster than you yeah, and you come across the line. Well, do you remember how that whole, whole session worked? So, like, we both go out right, and something happens on the track, and they red, they 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 don't red, they black flag it and bring us all in. So I was going to come off the track, and then I'm like, oh man, like, because James got within like half a second, and even JJ was saying like, that's your problem, like that's the guy right there you need to be watching. Yeah. So like, James got within like a half a second. And I, we were going to come in and, and like James still hadn't got around us. And then we, I, I see James is going to go back out and we're sitting in the pits and the tires are having enough time to cool. Like, we should just, let me go back out, see what I can do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and like a little open room on the track. Let's see what we can do. Not very many people are going back out. 
We go out. James beats us by a tenth. Yeah. And we come through right behind him. I mean, right behind him. And, and it, was, it was enough time for them to announce it. Yeah. And then here you go, and you were a tenth faster than him. The, the, so Kyle on the announcer was just like, oh, my God, James Like, he just went a little faster, reset the record and all this. And then, like, right as that's coming out of his mouth, I knocked that off the leaderboard. Yeah. And so we, I think I told you to come in. I was like, come in. We need, like, I'm seeing what's going on. I was like, we need to go over the car. We are going to now battle it out. We have, there's one session left today. I'm like, you need to get in. We need to go over the car. Oh, this was so stressful. It was, it was probably the most stressful race. It was. In in my book, it was the most stressful because we, the, the car was starting to have issues. The header wrap was coming apart. Uh, I, we James were, could beat us too. We were touching the suspension because you were getting airborne every single lap. Like it, it there was a lot going on, uh, and it, it was so close that I it was it was either going to make us or break us, and and this really determined how the rest of the season went. And so James had came over and asked us how things were going before in between sessions, yeah. and um, me and Dewey had just watched Tombstone. Uh, I was like a few days before we went to Lime Rock. Yeah. So all we were doing all weekend is just quoting the movie. <laughs> and so I looked at James and he was like, you know, I was like, you guys turning it up? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're fine with throwing a rod out the front of the block. Yeah. And I was like, cool. All right, man, say when. And he just looks at me in the eye and I will, I don't think I could ever forget this for the rest of my life. And he just looked at me and goes, when? <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. We're good. And I got back into the car, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I I hear this, and I'm immediately hitting Graham up. Like, no, I mean, he's not screwing around. No, like, they weren't. They were, yeah, they weren't. He is not screwing around. They, if if we're within a tenth, he's about to, he's going crazy. We got to do the same thing. Yeah, or we got to throw it all at it. Correct. And uh, and so we went out, and we well, then we both went home. Yeah. Um, we sent you out. We turned it up. They turned it up. You both went out, and I mean, I was standing. I was, I was pacing in the hot pits. I like, never I cleared like, that straightaway that fast on the outlap. Like, oh, hauling. oh, dude, did, you, did I tell you with the speed? We, we no. it was, it was nuts. We had 155 by the end of that straight. Yeah, that's it insane. Was crazy. So to give you a context, a club TR car hits maybe 110 there. We had 155 by the end of that straight. That's not slow. No, stupid. That's uh-huh. the fastest that car's ever been. Right. And so uh, you came down the hill to go on the last turn to come down the straight, and uh, and you had issues, and you you came over the radio, and it, it was it was very hard to hear what you were saying, but you would come in, and, like, the car's breaking up. Yeah. And I was like, you had pulled into the hot pit, and I was like, well, let's see what he does. And uh, he comes around, and he doesn't go nearly as fast again. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know, go out, keep the tires warm, like, like just in case. Like see what we have to do and if not, we'll send it. So you go out back the pack, and then he comes across again, and I'm I'm radioing you radioing you the times that he's yeah. running, and he doesn't end up going faster. No. And so he gets in, we get in, we're like, we're like, thank God, because the car, there's something wrong with the car. Yeah. And we could not have run. And that was that was it for us. Like that was that was the last minute. He came over and he he said they were having issues with the car too. So we both turned it up, and both of us had issues. Correct. And what's really funny is when we found out what it was. All right. So <laughs> this was this was funny 
after the fact. Yeah. And, uh, and again, you know, things happen. You know. I, we're so, all learning. Can we... Hmm, I want to go back onto something. So Dewey throughout the season, whenever he decides to work on the car or had to do something, he would text me and say, well... Mistakes were made. Decisions were made. <laughs> uh, decisions were made and uh, things happened. Yeah. And so that usually meant that uh, I had to fix something. Well, we get the car back to the shop, and I think it's, like, Tuesday night. I haven't touched the car yet, and uh, I'm talking to Fred. And I'm like, I don't know. There's something like, oh, that's what it was. Pat wanted to bring the car to uh, a car show at the local super dealership. I'm like, yeah, it's just running rough. I'd rather push it. And so we get it on the trailer. We pushed it, strapped it down, and we're at the pub. It's, like, a week later. It's Friday night. We're at the pub. And the, the winds haven't, honestly, still to this day, like, all the winds that we, like, even the championship. Like, you know what kind of hit me? It had not took those pictures. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I haven't. That was a stack of I haven't posted them. I, it's, it still hasn't hit me. Um, it's because, again, it's my first season, you know, and so I'm, like, I'm learning a lot. I'm listening to all the, the mentors I have around me, all these guys that I've been privileged to meet. Yeah, these guys and, around here are incredible. Yeah, and, and even people in, in grid life, just it's it's been a wild ride for me. And so uh, we get the car back. I'm sitting at the pub, which is nice. It's it's placed next door to IAG. Yeah. Uh, so we'd go over there Friday night, have a beer or two. And Fred's like, oh, I know what the issue is. You ran it out of fuel. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. So I go get five gallons of fuel, put it in the back of the car. It's on the trailer. It's cold out. Or I wouldn't say it's cold out. Uh, but it, it's... It's on the back of the car. Yeah. yeah. And I go start it up, it runs fine. And I'm like, damn it, dude. <laughs> the whole entire issue of us at Lime Rock in that last session was there wasn't enough fuel in the car. Yep. And so I had. I, and it's even more more exasperated at Lime Rock because, because there's only. It, it, it's all right hand corners. Right. And so um, we we'd learned that lesson because it's not a fuel cell, it's still the factory tank. So it yeah. has a saddle. And. Uh, I, I don't know if we just forgot or I think we I think were we, like, no, we're good. Like, I think we're trying to calculate it to like, we could run one or two good laps and what's in there. Yeah. We were, we stopped we doing that wrong. after that. Yeah. Yeah. We just filled the car up after that. Yeah. That was, that fun. was our lesson. Yep. Um, and thankfully, you know, James wasn't able to capitalize on that because he's a super fast driver and he was not going slow. And so we get the car home uh, I make a new front splitter. We ditch the plywood splitter finally. I, I convinced you to ditch oh it. Oh boy, hates man. We did some good work on that plywood splitter. No, I'm not saying it didn't work. She was a unit. Yeah, I, I actually fought. I fought pretty hard. Yeah. I, I was like, we need to just do plywood again. We we argued a few times. Uh, yep. And so finally, I was like, well, I'm just gonna make one out of alumalite, and we'll keep the plywood splitter. And if you don't like the alumalite, I'll let you run the plywood. But I have a feeling you're going to like... Secretly, he wasn't going to let me run that. No, I wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had already salvaged parts off the whole Yeah, it was, like it was It was, it was dead. Uh, so we, we spent a ton of time uh, building a new splitter. And, like, we, we have the technology and the tooling here to do pretty crazy things. And so I think I spent, like, a week on the splitter. Yeah. And just measuring it. Because I was like, if we can have five inches, like... I'm gonna get four. I'm gonna get four and seven eighths. Yes, like everywhere on every yes. wherever you measure on the front bumper. I want four and seven eighths. Like I like they're like I wanted to take pride on. I don't ever want to cheat, 
I don't even want to come close to cheating. Like I want to win with taking pride within like within the rules. And so legally winning. Yeah. Like, and so it is, if you go measure that splitter on, on the front of the car anywhere, it's four and seven eighths. Yep. And, and I mean, we 3d scanned it. Like it is CNC cut, like, yep. Not CNC cut water jet, water jet, but man, we spent so much time. And then, so I got looking I read the rules and I was like, well, technically we can't like, there was no way I was putting uh, canards on your front bumper. Like they were going to come. Um, so we came up with this idea to run these little tire deflectors and, uh, and it was just a theory as if they would work or not. And we brought the car to Fred design those, didn't he? Correct. Dude, he did a killer job. Like if you guys look at those crazy things that are on the front of the car now, um, that was a Fred design. He, he walked away. I was like mounting stuff and it from him designing to them being cut out of the laser and, and bent was like an hour and a half. It was, it, it, and they're incredible. Yeah, and we can just make more of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we were just spraying like out of the air hose, like hose is at the front of the splitter, and the air was hitting it and getting to the top of the tire. Yeah. And so I was like, mm, we'll see. It. Worst case, I unbolt them. Yeah. So we got to Kansas with the car, and that was a haul. And uh, Kansas was really cool. I mean, there's nothing in Topeka. There's nothing in Topeka, there's, Kansas. There's nothing out there. Yeah. Uh, that was a good weekend. There was a lot less stress for us because we didn't have to win. But in order for us to mathematically lock up the championship, we yes. had to win. And so uh, that would mean if we won at Kansas, we could go to Laguna and just go have fun. Yep. And uh, so we treated Kansas as we needed to win it. I, through every single event, I was like, dude, we won three. In a, we won two in a row. We're not winning a third. One. Yeah. Like, we won three in a row. There's no, no way we're, we're winning, winning a fourth. fourth. <laughs> and I'm like, if we win five in a row, like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I don't see it happening. And Kansas was not easy. The first morning at Kansas, you did not throw up. Whatsoever. No, I didn't feel right in the car. Nothing was right. Nothing was right. The car was hopping. Bad. Yeah, and that, I'm not giving away that secret. Yeah. That is my, I'm sorry, but that's my secret. That's fine. Uh, but the car was bouncing like hell. Yeah, and, and you drove through it. And what ended up happening was the rear diff bolts snapped bent the like cradle of the front of the dip where the drive shaft comes through. Yep. And it's, I had to find, we had to go to Ace Well, Hardware. it twisted so hard that it snapped an yeah. axle. Oh yeah. Also yeah. Snapped so an it snapped an axle. It was, so when that happened, it was bad. It was big violent. Yeah. And so we were like, shit, we were in the lead, but Kyle, uh, Kyle McHugh wasn't far off. Kyle was coming and we had a lot of time left out. Yeah. And so uh, I went to Ace Hardware, found like some brass brass bushings. That, yeah, like, just because we lost it. a bunch of the hardware out of this thing too. That oh, was yeah. like that really was specific track. for that. And we also range. lost your up pipe out on the track, or your uh, but, your dump tube for your waste out on the track. I, I can't believe I managed to find that. Yeah, it was, well, I think Spaz was like, "Yeah, I saw it on yeah, the last yeah, corner, and it. at the end of the track." <laughs> and I think you went out and grabbed it. Uh, so. Yeah, that was that was interesting, and um, and so we fixed all that and got through. Uh, yeah, Spaz is getting ready to type that. He almost hit it. Yep. If I remember correctly, he almost hit it. Oh yeah, uh, it's chilling on the front straight, an inch and a half off the racing line. It literally <laughs> was. It was like in the worst possible spot. Yeah, sorry that that I will uh, I will totally take fault on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what happened, but I will take the fault on that one. 
so we ended up pulling the we walked the track that night and the next morning I like made sure you threw up. Your wife was there. I was like, he has to throw up. Like, I don't know. Like, I got to give him breakfast. And then at one point, I'm like, you're not getting the car until you go throw up. Like, <laughs> no, we're not going on track until you throw up. Uh, and that race ended up being really good. We we didn't turn the car. We didn't have to turn the car up. We didn't turn the car up. Nope. Uh, it was a nice, easy race. We got a little. That was that was probably the easiest one that we had. By a, probably a long shot. Correct. And then so we went out there, ran a. We ran a little bit faster, but it gave us enough of a buffer that we really didn't have to worry about it. Unfortunately, Kyle, he needed meth and couldn't find yeah. any. Like So yeah. he unfortunately wasn't able to go any faster either, and he was really our, the only threat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was. I think that was the first time I really got to hang out and talk to Kyle. He's such a nice dude. Oh, super awesome. Well, just a great guy. Yeah, super awesome. And because, um, again, this, I mean, this was my first season kind of being around the paddock and, yeah. and helping out. Uh, and then so... From there, I gave you the car. Yeah, I drove it back to... And I, I came back home without the car for the first time all, all season. We didn't really... We, we had some stuff we had to do, but we were going to do it in the parking lot. At Laguna. At Laguna, which added a bunch of stress to that, too. Yeah, so we... Either way, I went home. I went and did a, a car show. You did. And I went and did a car show with it, just because it was right down the road. And I'm like, screw it. I'm taking the car to do a car show. Then I drug that thing all the way to fucking Laguna. Yeah. Fuck. I slept I slept at the the second night we were there. So I've been I've slept under the bleachers in my hammock at uh Heartland. Yeah. It's the bleachers. Yeah. And then I brought my hammock. It was like I I flew to Laguna, so I could only bring so much. Yeah. And so I brought my hammock um and I slept at the top of the corkscrew in a small group of trees. And uh if anybody goes to Laguna this year. I I I promise you, just bring it, bring a hammock and a blanket. It's, it depending on what time it is in the year. It's gonna be a little cold in the morning, and I will hit me up. I'll point it out where you can go hammock. But the sunrise is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It is great. I I I woke up and I mean, I felt great about that day. And um, we had a bunch of stuff we still had to do on the car. Well, that that was the second morning. Yeah, yeah. I kind of jumped. When we got there, and I had to rebuild two axles. Um, I had to fix the. Uh, something else. I mean, it was a list of It stuff. was a whole list of shit we had to and, do. And so we did all that that night. And in the dark, like, I had one light. It was it was very frustrating. And I wish I'd known the next morning was going to be so foggy. Yeah, because we had all the time. Like, half the day was gone due to fog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it would have been so chill. So um, either way, we got it done. It was a late night. Um, I don't think I ate dinner that night. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. Either way, it doesn't matter. We went and walked the track. Um... I, we walked the track in the fog. So in the we, middle of the night in the fog. We could barely walk through the track. I don't really know how much it really helped, but it was it entertaining. Did. I think we were just so excited to be at Laguna Seca that, yeah. that we, it didn't matter. And so um, the next morning when we finally got to go out, uh, I, we were cooking. Yeah. We were going good. I, I, we, we laid some fucking times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, we, we had it on the Lobo Boost map just to get you used to it. And mm -hmm. 
we, uh, I mean, we wanted to win. We wanted to win, but I went to that event with a slightly different motivation. My, what I wanted to do is go to that event. I had a particular time that I wanted to beat. Yes. Okay. By a certain super driver that yep. annoyed the living shit out of me. I wanted to beat that and I wanted to set a record over there that would be very hard for somebody just to show up and be. Correct. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we quite got to the second one, mm-hmm. but the first goal we definitely did. But the whole concept was records or rods. Yeah. I and mean, we got I, both. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> my mindset was not records or rods. My, my mindset. It's his job to reel me in, but yes. that was where my brain was. Yeah. He's, he keeps this in check. And so the next morning we went out and I was like, well, the first session, I was like, this is going to be it for, uh, for our time. And we had some suspension issues and we actually, I got some really great advice from Mike Kojima. Uh, Having Mike Kojima. I mean, you just get to listen. Yeah. Uh, He will, he will teach you stuff without you realizing it. That man just spills information out of him that you it's it's incredible. Yeah. He he's totally a hero of mine and him being excited to be working with us is incredible. Still to me like I can't even like I can't put it into words how amazing that is. Yeah. And um and so we get the suspension squared away and so the on the first day of the last session the suspension was doing some weird shit. And uh, you were smoking coming up the back hill. And yeah. so I went the next morning, I went stood at the top of that hill to get video of you going up it. And it was great. You were not smoking whatsoever. And I was like, sweet. And you're humming up that hill. I was like, cool. I'm watching the times. And you come up the hill and I'm watching. I could, from the top of the hill where I was standing, I could see the front straight in the turn one. And next thing you know, I, I see you come off. You're over the radio, like fire, fire. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh or no something's wrong and i see you go into 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 turn one and i'm yelling over the radio fire pull the fire suppression calm yeah. down. i'm just like talking you through it and just like stay calm pull the fire suppression like get out of the car make sure you're good like we'll we'll fix it just get out of the car pull fire suppression and i'm riding the grom down the hill watching the car on fire yeah i'm granted you're standing there watching the car on fire but it was like what what killed me more than anything is the dude who showed up the first vehicle that got there like the car is burning in the front and the guy is just leisurely walking up to him yeah like, what the hell man I, i'm i don't like calling out no. situations like that but like if, if somebody's off the side and there's smoke you need to move with some some speed and that's one thing i can one of the safety guys is in here from uh no would have moved with some immediacy in the honestly and we just put and so uh you did you pulled the fire suppression and uh they came over and they got the car out luckily um it did take some damage but we got it back over the pit and uh i we just started cleaning it up yeah uh, we were done like, i we, i was we, i was we not in a, so First off, let me let me explain what happened. Um, I've been having some issues with ABS, and yep. it got me really flustered. Okay, 
Um, and I finally get this thing to run what seemed like a decent lap. And then the ABS problem came back going up into the corkscrew again. Mm -hmm. So what was happening is the car was lifting off the ground and freaking ABS out. There'd be a massive mismatch in wheel speed and throw an ABS light. Something I'd really like to fix in the off season or soonish, but it, it, it's just, unfortunately, that one spot caused problems. So either way, I... Um, I, I get through the corkscrew, but I throw an ABS light again. And I know I'm going to be losing a ton of time. Um, so I'm trying to haul ass and I, I literally going through like, I don't know if people call it like the toilet bowl or whatever. It's the, the, the really long left-hander after the corkscrew. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going through there and I literally forget what gear I'm in yeah. and I put it in the wrong gear. And man, I tell you what, those IEG carbon synchros, they fucking work, boy. <laughs> it just slid right in, and the engine saw twelve thousand. It was almost, it was almost it was just shy of a couple. Eleven nine eight two yeah, or something yeah. like it was seriously basically twelve thousand RPM, and it didn't and it like was, go there. And it, it 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 what did it was the instant shock of the. I think yeah. the engine if I I could probably have revved it nice up to twelve thousand RPM, we'd still be talking about how great this engine is. Yes. Um. But unfortunately, um, it happened immediately, yeah. and it glid right in, and it got all of that twelve k, and the engine was fine. I'm like. Like I, I tried to catch it as fast as I could, and the engine was still running fine. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna finish this lap and go in. Well, as I went through start finish line, most of the time when a Subaru engine goes, it'll be like, and then like you'll get it, it'll throw a rock. You yeah. know, you'll hear it. This was, boom, and it just I instant. Heard, I, I could hear it at the top of the hill. It was an instant explosion. Yeah. So what we think happened, we haven't torn it apart yet, so we really don't know. But I, think I probably stretched a. Rod bolt. Rod bolt, and yeah. it, it just came apart. Yeah. I, I, I or compromised it, it with that misshift, and it, it happened right after the misshift. That's really what happened. Yeah. It was my fault that engine died. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we got the car back to the pit, and um, we we cleaned it up because it had fire extinguisher dust all over it. And, um, and honestly, it was... It looked a lot worse than it. Well, we had already won the championship. Yeah, and you you were super upset. You went and you went to bed. You were like went laying down, and uh, I we bought a boombox at uh, Heartland. We went yeah. and bought it like a because I mean if Dewey's not loud enough, our music needs to be louder. Yes. Um, and so we went and bought a boombox, and I had the boombox out at Laguna, and I just started. I played a. We don't need no water from Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, and then it was just like anything fire related. I was we playing yeah. <laughs> Ring of Fire, from yeah. Johnny Cash. Like we, we were, I was just like, man, this really sucks. Yeah, because um, we were having such a great time up until that moment. And I think I went and came and got you, and I was like, dude, let's let's just go like hang out and enjoy the event. Like we never get to enjoy I, it. I needed we're a couple always, hours to just unwind yeah, from it. Yeah, we got the car cleaned up, walked around. And we have never gotten to enjoy any of the events. We've been, uh, you know, usually working on the car or, like, dealing with, with stressful things or, or whatnot. Like, it has been a lot of – the season was a lot of work up until that point. Yeah. And um, and so we did. We went and walked around and bought a pair of sunglasses, got to hang out with some people. Yep. Had a fucking hour.
hour long conversation with Rob Dom over by his car. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. had some great Rob time. Dom. Uh, and then we noticed that that the Fortners were close to winning. Yes. And it was just like they had said to us at Lime Rock if they ever beat us, they were gonna wear the Royal Navy costumes. Yeah. Because we were pirates. And uh and they and, technically beat us. Yeah, so I'm I'm expecting to see them. They're gonna be quicker next year. It was really great for Cal to get his first win there. At and Laguna. in between, yeah. I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah, I was really happy it was one of us that won it. And not like I really didn't want a non-grid life competitor coming from into grid life from the West Coast from the West Coast winning it. Yeah. So Cal held it down for, for grid life and um, we carried him to the podium. It was great. And it, it was weird. It was awesome seeing Cal win that. Well, yeah. And so his parents had told me that like Laguna was growing up in, on the sim, like yeah. Laguna was his favorite track. Yeah. And so it was like, I, I told him, I said, whatever you need, like for you guys to win, like, let me know. Like I will, yeah. I will help you guys. We were hard for them. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was really awesome to see someone else. I mean, to see someone else win, it was amazing to see them win. Jeremy Bailey also. Yeah. Jeremy Bailey. Came with this is a an FA twenty BRZ, so a slow BRZ. Came within one tenth of the podium. I, I felt a dude. He gave everything he could. Well, he we could were, have got another. We were stripping everything we could. He, his car's already gutted, and we found more weight. And I was like, "Well, you don't need that bolt. You don't need that bolt." Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, take it. I'm like, oh, we're not working on your car. I'm yep. like, yeah, we're working. On we're this. on that now. Yeah, we're, we're losing this, losing that. You don't need that. Oh, why is this in here? Yep. And and uh, so that was really great to see. It was really good to watch everyone else race that event. And uh, that was fun. We got to be after the crazy season we had. We got the record. Yep. Okay, so we ended up getting that record, and we could sit back and like enjoy being a part of that community for Correct. the rest of that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So it was. And there's so the much. Uh, yeah, I I flew home. Yeah. But what was the cool thing was I caught a red eye. Well, this is I I want to write this up. I don't. There's a lot of things that I'm like kind of like hesitant because I don't know if they count. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, or they you count. know what? So we got done racing, and I left the track at six thirty and drove back to San Fran, dropped off the rental car, got an Uber to the airport, flew the red eye from San Fran to Baltimore. Got to the airport in Baltimore, drove straight, picked up my car, drove straight back to IEG, met up with Fred and Tyler, and we towed the drag car to the local drag track to do some testing before World Cup final. So essentially, I got the support car on the West Coast and the East Coast in the same weekend. It, hell, it's basically the same day. It might as well. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. So Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, I was in you know California at Laguna Seca. And then Sunday, I was at good old Mason Dixon Dragway yeah. in Maryland, and uh, man, that was that was a rough weekend. That was a that was a hard weekend. But I I haven't like there's so much from the season that I haven't posted or haven't caught up, and I have all of the stuff in my brain. And even sitting here talking about it, man, what about this time? And so, um, so what's your what's your favorite? What's what is your favorite part of the season? Like, what is your favorite like moment? What was your favorite event? Let's start with that. My favorite moment, we had won at Heartland and locked up the championship. And uh, I laid under the tree that was next to where we had pitted. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I stared at the leaves glimmering in the sun. And it, it sounds really cliche, but it was just like, um, 
it it was like a euphoric moment. Yeah. It was it was it was very personal that we we actually pulled it off. I mean, it was we won, we went from joking about winning the championship at Midwest Fest after we won one race. One. Yeah, we had no, we were we're like, dude, it's a thing now, you know. Yeah, I had very little experience. With yeah, dude. And I'm like, oh, well, we can win a championship. And uh, and then laying under that tree, I, I you came and laid with me. Yeah, yeah, we were we, sitting there we chilling. Just laid under the tree for like 20 minutes, like holy crap, we pulled it off. I think that's probably the most memorable moment of the whole season, as cliche as it sounds. Um, some of the other big moments of the season, honestly, it was just sharing. I mean, my friends come into to grid life at uh, that was super cool. Yeah, at Lime Rock. That was that was. I mean, Andrews. A huge fan, and uh, he's a huge racing fan in general. Yeah. And so him coming there and see him, I'm like, dude, just just trust me. Come come check this out. He'd never heard of it. Yeah. And uh, and they just hung out, cooked food, helped where they could. Like, yeah. How I'd be like, hey, rotate those tires. They, they were they were on it, dude. Oh yeah, they were great. They were they had a great time. I and mean, Chris cooked some great food. I mean, there's even some stories that we really shouldn't talk about, but yeah, they almost had to knock somebody out. They almost got old main boy about it. Yeah. Those, yeah those, those, are some, those are some good old boys. Yeah, they were yeah. some good old boys. They were they were great guys though. Yeah, they're from the they're from the sticks. I think my favorite moment was mid-Ohio when they when we got the Spirit of the Event Award. That was awesome. Because what that felt like was everybody else recognized how hard we were we were going yeah. at that point. And to me, that was insane. Like it, cause it's, it's one thing when you're doing it and you're trying your ass off, but when other people are, when they finally recognize what you're doing, it means a lot, especially when it's like your peers like that. And these are like, grid life's like, you know what I mean? And it's really awesome when you're, you know, your family is like, Hey, you're, you're really killing it here. And it was awesome that they recognized all of us. We're all up there. We got that trophy. That was so sick. That was well, because I mean, it's it's totally different. You you and then win. Randy had to. Uh... Yeah, Randy had to. Well, because I again the shoey that I pulled off. I'm looking at a shotgun, like I like a, a, I can stick my fingers through the radiator. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, if if we manage to win this event, he like, said it as a joke, and he dead drink. Like I Randy will... was stupid enough to be like, you guys win three in a row. I'll take you know, I'll do it. Okay, Randy. Um, but no, to, to win, you know, you're getting a trophy. You know, yeah, I won, and and the anticipation's pretty sweet. But then to get uh, Spirit of the Weekend award, you have no idea who's getting that or yeah. anybody's getting it. And, and that's the community basically choosing that. Yeah, and then the, so to go back on that, to go back to Lime Rock. We run, uh, rewind to Lime Rock and look at uh, Jeremy Louder. Yes, Pyro so, Energy King. Oh, dude. <laughs> and so he's pitted right next to us. He's got a, a ZL1. He, yep. he, he's just a one-man crew in the ZL1. Oh, yeah, what a boss. Ha- he's just having a great time. You know, he got third in Unlimited for the season. Yep. No, sorry, second. Second. second, second. for Unlimited. Yeah, season. it was close. Yeah. It was close for him. Yeah. He was looking at potentially first. He was, he was getting in there. Yeah. Um. So at Lime Rock, he, he crashed, and the driver's side of his car was... You, Dude, we were was, trying to we were trying to figure out how are we going to get this thing on the trailer? Yeah, and his brain's going, oh, "I'm just going to overnight a bunch of parts and get this thing." And we're like, "Okay, dude." All night long, that guy was smacking that thing with a hammer. Dude, his fender, like, I wish I had a before. I have an after picture. Yeah, I don't have a before picture, but I mean, the 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 crash was bad enough that 
His splitter broke. His front bumper's messed up. Uh, the fender's absolutely destroyed. His lower control arms in the front are gone. Like, the door doesn't even latch shut anymore. Uh, it was bad. It was, it was like, a hard hit. I, I thought the car was totaled. Yeah. I was like, dude, it's, it's spitting up cool. And, like, I'm like, dude, you're done. And we were. We were sitting there. Like, they're pulling it off the, the tow truck. And I'm like, how are we about to get this in this guy's trailer? We're worried about trying to help this this old boy get this in the trailer because we just feel so bad for him. Yeah, and he's and, like, no, nah, I'm just going to put it right there. Dude, he all night pounded that fender. It it looked like a smooth golf ball. Yeah. That's the best way I could put it. But it, it still had the shape of the fender. And yeah. I'm like, how did you even pull this off? And, and dude, he was... He got. He went to the dealership the next morning, picked up parts, showed up, put his car back together, and then raced. And we're like, dude, this guy's got to get that award. Well, and like, we made sure. We went yeah. and told. We're like, look, you. There's never been a more spirit of the weekend than what this guy pulled off. Yeah, like that was like I was in shock. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I would have been crying. You're ZL1. Yeah, he, he like, is straight up honorary hardcore pirate. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he showed up to Heartland with his uh, he with his um. Corvette. Yeah. I was like, oh man. It's like it's in the body shop. And then he showed up to Laguna. And it was Mint. Mint. The car looked great. <laughs> Whoever his body guy is. Dude's for real, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was another great, you know, great moment. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's so many more, but unfortunately, we don't have all night to talk about them. No, but it was super cool. Like, not only did we stick a Subaru on top, we actually went one, two with Subarus. Like, we didn't, but like, Turner Concepts with Mike, they yep. did a really great job of getting Mike up there. So it was great for the Subaru community. Like, that really showed up. Oh, and yeah. then uh, Street was also won by Joe Melke. He's yep, got, Subaru. you know, another Subaru, a bunch of IEG parts, killing yep. it. Um, I'm, I'm not – Dana technically is a Subaru, but he's got a he's got a Honda K-Series motor under yeah. it. We're going to fix that next year with Jeremy. Yeah. He's got an FA24 now. Yeah. So, well, it was a hell of a season, my guy. We did it, some shit, didn't we? Yeah, it still hasn't hit me. It, it kind of did when we with sat in a sea of trophies. Yeah, I had to. I had to go have dinner with uh, with this girl I started seeing with her parents for yeah. the first time ever. I'm telling Dewey about it, and he was like, "Dude, just bring the championship trophy to dinner." That's what I was like, "Dude, just bring the ship trophy with you." <laughs> like, you can't lose then. You can't lose. You got a championship trophy. You got to. You know, you got to flex where you got it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it was, for my first season into racing and, and getting a taste of it, I, I had a lot in, in getting immersed in it. And I got to be completely honest, like, uh, when I got here, road racing was not, like, my thing. No. And now I don't see myself doing anything else. I got to be real. Like, time attack and road racing, it had been a few rough years. A lot of yeah. effort with yeah varying results yeah okay like i'm not trying to like make that a thing you know what no, I mean? it no, just no. so it was a lot of effort for varying results and and it was the enthusiasm for it had waned a lot here yeah and now like people are really pumped it was really we would come back after winning and and pass the there's like 85 people that work at the shop yeah, it, there's, like there's this, a, is a, a, this is a big place, yeah. and it, they were, dude, people I'd never even met before were trying to like, hey, can we help? Yeah, we would, dude, pass, so sick, we would dude. pass around the trophy. Yeah, and and like it was just, it was a team effort. Oh man, like, especially like the way those guys in the engine room, like, oh yeah, yeah that they, sort of shit. A, there's a pirate flag hanging in the headroom. Yes, like yeah. they, they, the pirate energy was real. Yeah, so 
So um, before you yell at me, um, we are working on the t-shirt problem. Um, I'm yep. having conversations with the powers that be about that. Sorry about the delay, but those will be available soon. Um, other than that, this is a hell of a fucking season. I don't know what next year is going to be. Um, I don't know how anything could top that. Yeah. Um, I know what the goals that I have are, and we're going to try like hell to do that. But there's some big things maybe coming, not next year, but the year after. Yeah. I can't really talk too much about it. But, no. man, some stuff, if it pans out. Will be crazy. It will be nuts. Yeah, it will be crazy. There's there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, the car's still blown up, still caught fire. Yeah, we still got a lot. That The car's got to go under the knife really hard in the offseason, and that's that's why I'm physically here at IAG right now. So, um, yes, more Cool Ranch Doritos. Safety Mike always gets me Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he's thrown them in the car when I'm about to go out on the track like here have some chips i'm like where am i gonna put these i think i i think i know who he is because he was talking to you before yeah 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 before he went out and again that, I mean, that was like my first time. yeah that was my first time at gingerman yeah yeah so but nobody goes to gingerman unless they're like have a reason you don't gingerman is not a destination track or it hasn't been until recently yeah so that's not something you've played in gran turismo no and it, was, <laughs> it was wild to see um because Warranty brought me for a track walk that night after yeah. we won. And I had no idea how many people were there for the music. It, like, I didn't know how You didn't have a chance to go out there. No. And so my my time there was literally uh, show up, fix radiator, win race, and then uh, get ready to get some sleep to go back home, yeah. to go back to work. And so uh, we walked the track at like 2 a.m. and people were still partying. I didn't know 2 a.m. two-step was a thing. Yeah. I, it was it was mind blowing to see the amount of people from the left side all the way. It was like a, just a, people all the way around the track. And Thirty thousand like, people, dude. It was crazy. It's nuts. I, at this farm track in the middle of nowhere. Oh, middle of nowhere. I found a great breakfast spot yeah. out, outside of that place. By mm -hmm. the way. So, unless you guys got any questions, you got about fifteen seconds to type something in, and then I gotta end it here because we we still got stuff to do. Tomorrow we've got the Christmas party. We do. And then, uh, then I've got to drive back. <laughs> Something. <laughs> what, do we have a? Do you have a Christmas special idea podcast for next week? Because I kind of. I, I think what I want to talk about next week is how hard it is to buy gifts for a car person, and like what makes that such a pain in the ass. Mm. It's so. It, it's like there's. Like car people, just in general, even if you're not buying a car parts, generally tend to be the worst possible people to buy shit for. Yeah, it's impossible. I don't understand why. Another car guy or another car person can buy gifts for a car person. Like, I I know things I could buy you that you would like, yeah. you love, and it has nothing to do with your actual vehicle. No, I just bought a Bob Ross air pressure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Well, I mean, like, like those like track cutouts on the wall. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are sick. Like, I've got a bunch of ideas. And then stuff that we, we make yeah. that are easy ideas. If, like, you need to, like, drop grandma a link, like, there's options for that, too. But stuff you – it's just – but it's hard. Yeah. And that'll be kind of a Christmas special. And it'll be – I think we're going to make that one pretty open if people want to chime in and chat and ask questions. So, um, so I, any questions you guys got? We're, we're down right now. Um, 
Uh, Blinkers on M34 and Bangor. Yeah, I think that place is really good. I've been there before, I think. Um, yeah, because people don't know what we're talking about when we describe the part. That's what Jordan's saying. Yeah, but that's if you're asking for a car part. Um, it, it, it's hard because non-car people don't understand what makes you, a car person tick. You know what's really funny is when I meet people and they're like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, ah, oh, I work on cars. And then I start to elborate and you can watch. It took me a long time to, to see it happen. When they just notice it. And they're like, I, I will, over the simplest things will blow their mind. And it's crazy yeah. for someone like me to realize that people don't understand some of that stuff sometimes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, that's a fair point. Yep. There's a lot to it. So, all right. I think we're going to call it folks. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Kyle, appreciate it. You're a hell of a dude. Um, kept us honest. Love seeing you, man. Uh, hope you, uh, hope you've got big things coming next year. I really want to see you, uh, up there, um, causing trouble. I think Cal's going to be quite a bit faster. Oh yeah. Um, I, we we both know Mike ain't gonna be sitting on his hands. Nope. Super K might be back. Like there's next year's gonna be nuts. Mm-hmm. Next year's gonna be nuts. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be crazy. We're not standing still by no means, you yeah. know. So um that's all I like to see, dude. All right. It's been real, it's been fun, it's been real fun. We will see you guys next week. Um and uh yeah, we'll we'll see you then. Hopefully we've got new equipment coming here soon. Not only are we gonna be able to have intro and outro music, which is gonna be sweet. I really want my own horn. We're getting some freaking we're getting DJ horns, we're getting all sorts of fun yeah. stuff. We might have a voice changer in it. Yeah. Like it can start getting real good. We should get like a flyby of you like yeah. for, for either the intro or the outro. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a good sound. Mumble something. Um, I should write you an intro. Yes, dude. Heavy Metal WRX would be totally down. You wanna, you wanna do a riff for us? That'd be sick, dude. Yeah. That would be that would be sick. Um, I'm I'm really into '80s hair metal, so I want it to be like, I, I want extreme. Um, do you want to play like that? That vibe that would be freaking baller. So if you're uh, if you're down with that, I am definitely down with that. And if you you truly are a metalhead, you know what I'm talking about. The song that they played in mm-hmm. Bill and Ted yeah. when they're running around the ball. Yeah. That's great. That's, I'm showing my age. All right, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. I'll see you uh, next week.